Hello, welcome to the Success Shortcut Podcast. I'm Jeff Horig. I'm a filmmaker, entrepreneur, and someone that's still figuring it out. Uh, my goal is to get to the highest levels of filmmaking and business. So each week, I will share something that I've learned that's helped me, and hopefully you might get something out of this too. And yes, I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> All right, so... Um, as I continue to do this podcast and I hopefully learn how to make these better, kind of trying to come up with like a more refined um, format to this. So got it a little bit more organized. I'm going to kind of talk about the lesson that I've learned this week or that I want to kind of learn, you know, teach or, or instill a little bit more uh, or that I've been thinking about. Uh, share some examples, and then at the end, talk about possibly an actionable step that you can take, that I might be currently taking, and so on. So with that, let's jump right in. Um, this week, I want to share what I've learned so far about growing several YouTube channels. And we've had moderate success with some YouTube channels. We have a YouTube channel that has about, I think, 56,000 subscribers right now. Um, another one that has about 28,000 subscribers and then several that are much smaller, like maybe a thousand, um, plus, uh, or even smaller. Right. And I want to share like the lessons I've learned so far, obviously not super successful on social media or YouTube yet, but learning. So. I think the number one lesson that I've learned so far is something that comes from the startup world, or at least the terminology and the way to, to talk about it and perhaps the way to think about it. And the idea is product market fit. So in the startup world, they talk about what product market fit is and sort of a general definition is kind of like what it sounds like. You create a product and you are offering it and selling it to a market and how good is that fit and the ideal is when you find some sort of product market fit that is like wildfire and it just takes off it's super successful and the um in the startup world they talk about like oh how do you know you have good product market fit and in the material that I've studied and learned or been in classes of, one of the things that they say is you'll know it when you have it. And I, you know, I think that sounds, uh, it's kind of vague, but at the same time, I feel like we've experienced something similar to that. So I want to share our experience in building various YouTube channels and talking about like product market fit along the way. So one of our early series um, several years ago was a comedy series called America's Got Something. And essentially, this was a parody on America's Got Talent. And uh, at that time, it was like successful for me. Like we would get like a thousand to two thousand views on like Facebook or YouTube. And uh, it got into different... Um, film festivals and won awards at these film festivals and, and that kind of thing. 
um, or maybe got recognized. I don't know if it got uh, awards, but it was like nominated. And and I was just thinking like, oh, wow, um, this is great. Uh, I'm a comic genius. And, and uh, you know, all it needs is just needs exposure and, and we'll you know, we're going to take off and my career will be uh, amazing and fantastic and like, and so on. But that didn't happen. And I was just like thinking like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Um, so then I made another series called Waikiki PD uh, a little bit later. And then um, without even trying, those videos would get like 20,000, 50,000. Uh, some of the videos like across all platforms would get like 100, 200,000 views. And I was just like, oh, I wasn't a comic genius at all. Um, it's just like, I, you know, America's Got Something was mediocre at best. And it was like, it was a thing that people kind of already saw and it was like in other forms from other creators and you like you like i said it was like mediocre at best um and it was like a humbling experience to kind of look at waikiki pd the success of waikiki waikiki pd compared to america's got something and then even then honestly looking at waikiki pd and realizing Oh, you know what? Like other creators on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, they're getting like hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views, and we're not even close to those numbers. So then my expectations and my um, perspective on where these videos were in terms of like engagement and viewership and success um, became a little bit more realistic. Uh, I want to add a little footnote or caveat or, or something in here that, you know, it's not always about getting the millions of views and like, also, it's, you know, the I'm so grateful for all of the views that we did receive. And like you, uh, the caveat, I guess, is that even if it's quote unquote small, that like we're getting a thousand views or in the case of Waikiki PD, let's just say on average like uh, 40,000 views per video, that's still 40,000 people. Um, or let's just say if it's like unique views, if, if on a very conservative side that, um, you know, somebody, every person watched those videos twice, it's still 20,000 people per video. 20,000 people is a lot of people. I personally don't know 20,000 people. Uh, 20,000 people fills stadiums. Um, so it's significant. It's, it's, it's something to be extremely grateful for. But in terms of like monetization, uh, unless you have 20,000 fans that are like hardcore fans of yours, uh, in the in the terms of uh, uh, I think it's Kevin Kelly, the author of the blog article called "A Thousand True Fans." Um, you know, if you have a true fan, where someone that will buy everything you put out there, you don't need twenty thousand of them. You you know, for a solo artist, you can have a thousand of them. If you put out a hundred dollars worth of stuff, 
uh, you could be making $100, I'm sorry, $100,000 a year if you put $100 worth of stuff for sale out a year. Anyway, that's maybe another podcast episode that we can dive deeper into the 1,000 true fans. Anyway, getting back to the uh, product market fit and kind of where Waikiki PD has uh, fallen in there. Um, and then we started recently, like, well, relatively recently last year, uh, a K-pop reaction channel because two of the people that, that uh, work with me huge k-pop fans and uh i'm not into popular music at all be there's like a hipster side to me where you know i just i don't know why but i grew up and then and maybe still have had this and, and i think it's going away now but sort of this hipster quality where it's like oh if it's popular i'm not into it I'm trying to let that go and uh, because Taylor and Ashley are so into K-pop, uh, I was curious, like, okay, what is this all about? Why why are they so uh, into this? So I, on sort of a whim, I was just like, okay, show me, let's record my reaction. Uh, show me one of these videos. And I was, I was blown away. I was like, wow, that's unreal. Like the... The level of the performance, the it was a the the first video that I saw was a um, an awards show, and the 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 level of performance, the production quality at an awards show was so high. I was just like, this is unreal. Um, and then we had someone else who had never seen in in, in our you know who worked with us. Uh, they had not seen BTS either, and we both kind of reacted separately. And when we posted those videos, without even trying, without even trying at all, those videos got like 200,000, like 300,000 views, respectively, within like days. And it was at that time I realized, oh, product market fit. That's what that looks like. And, and even that, um, I've, I really look at it with like just honest eyes and really look at it and realize, okay, even that 200,000, 300,000 uh, 300, views within like, you know, let's say uh, conservatively within a week is not even the greatest, like not even the best product market fit, right? Because like, there's definitely creators out there that, you know, you watch or follow um, that within a, a day are getting millions of views, right? And that's like incredible product market fit. That's like awesome. Um, but that's the level that we want to achieve that I for sure want to get at. Um, but, you know, we're starting out, we're leveling up each time, hopefully, right? And I want to kind of shift the conversation then to sort of like how do you uh, implement this? So sort of lessons that I'm learning, a couple things. Um, one lesson is knowing when to call it quits or when to sunset a project. Um, 
I might love Waikiki PD, and maybe there's like a th- you know a bunch of fans that also love it. But if it's not profitable and the market is not big enough yet, um, and if you've exhausted all of the different opportunities that are available to you, um, which I believe we have done a lot with Waikiki PD. Uh, we've run ads, we've uh, done tons of of marketing around it um, to the extent that we can within our means. Uh, we haven't spent like we haven't spent hundreds of thousands of dollars you know marketing on TV or even millions of dollars marketing on TV TV but I'm sort of um, I just want to take, uh, a, a, a conservative approach to the way we uh, put things out there that like you know I'm confident that like if we created something that had really great product market fit um, it'd be better to uh, put marketing dollars towards something that is performing really well on its own and then just sort of like pouring proverbial gas on the fire as opposed to trying to like, you know, start something up that, you know, maybe we're just kind of pouring money down the drain. Hopefully that logic makes sense to you there. Um, and in, 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 in my honest opinion, I just feel like, again, as much as I love Waikikipedia and I think it's wonderful, um, maybe in all honesty, it's something that's been seen before like even in my own description of it it's uh like reno 911 or brooklyn 99 set in hawaii and maybe the world's already kind of seen that um and maybe we can kind of refine our approach to how we produce them and so on and so forth i think we can improve the product um and then maybe the market's just not uh, big enough, not interested enough in that at this time. So, um, and then same with the K-pop reaction channel. I just sort of feel like when we look at honestly what, how big it can get and like where I'm willing to take it, um, we're always dependent on uh, some other artists and creating work and then us responding to that work. So there's this sort of um, uh, limitation there. And then on top of that, uh, monetizing it, one of sort of the ways to monetize these kinds of things is direct ad revenue from the platforms itself like Google or Instagram or, or what have you. But in the case of reaction channels, uh, monetizing it, the monetization goes to the artist that uh, produced the song. Now, it can be argued that it's fair use, uh, what we're doing, but at the same time, I get it that like it, it maybe is leaning farther and farther away from fair use uh, if we're reacting to the entire and commenting on the entire work. Um, whereas, you know, that might be leaning towards less and less fair use where, you know, if you think about the news, um, it's not like they're showing an entire 
full-length film and commenting on that. Uh, and so the same can be said about uh, commenting on a full song. So I understand. Um, so the point then is looking honestly at what you're doing, whether it's in filmmaking or in some other industry in business, do you have product market fit? Um, and if you don't, how do you pivot, right? What do you change? What's the tweak that you change? Do you change the product? Do you change the market? Um, and then, you know, one of the things that the in the entrepreneurial world that they talk about is like, you know, are you, did you try and create something and you're looking for a problem um, that that something will hopefully fix, right? Or are you going the other way around? Are you looking for that problem? And then are you creating the solution to solve that problem? Um, perhaps in the case of uh, America's Got Something, PD, um, maybe the K-pop reaction channel, um, maybe we had a solution and then we were trying to figure out like, oh, what kind of problem can we, um, can we solve as opposed to finding that market that is hungry for a solution and then going and solving that first. So that's, that's one way and that's an actionable step. Um, and I'd mention uh, taking a look at your product, taking a look at your market. Um, other things that I, I'm looking at my notes here, other things that you might want to consider, is the market big enough? Are they willing to pay? Is your product good enough? And then if you haven't achieved product market fit, in all honesty, why? And maybe what you want to do, like nobody ever does this uh, or very few do this, but go talk to existing customers. And in the case of, um, of a YouTube channel or any kind of artistic work, like go ask the viewers and if you can ask the people that skipped the video. So if you were to do um, market research and do sort of like focus groups and have people honestly look at your videos and give you honest feedback, um, then, you know, and see what they say. Now, another caveat to all of this, I think you got to exhaust the different avenues, the different platforms, and all of the different things before you entirely give up. Because um, one of our interns actually, I've uh, been encouraging him, he's a very talented person. He creates these memes and uh, he's posted them to TikTok, he's posted them to YouTube, and he's posted them to Instagram. Um, I forget, I think on YouTube, let's just say he has like a thousand subscribers on there. Um, on TikTok, he has about 4,000 subscribers. And then on Instagram, uh, he's seen exponential growth over the past couple of weeks, and it's been amazing to watch. So uh, he was telling me the story, or, story earlier today that um, maybe a week ago, he had 4,000. The following night, it doubled to 8,000. The night after that, 16,000, and so on. He's at about 100-something thousand subscribers, uh, followers on Instagram. 
and you know that's in the course of like a week so there's definitely some product market fit that's happening there um and i hope he can keep you know growing that to the millions we'll see how that goes um but it's super exciting to see um so point with that make sure you're exhausting all the different opportunities available to you you never knew know where it's going to work um and i'm reminded by one of my marketing teachers um he said we must play uh, we shouldn't play the role of the prognosticator. We must play the role of the investigator. So I'll repeat that. Don't play the role of the prognosticator. Let's not try and predict what the market wants. Play the role of the investigator. Put things out there. Test them. Look honestly and see if they're working or not. And then make decisions based on that. And yeah. Hopefully this has been useful to you. Hopefully, maybe this is the thing that you needed to hear. Um, and maybe you can take an honest look at what you're doing with your filmmaking, with your entrepreneurship, whatever that might be. And um, I wish you the best of luck and like, let's keep going. You know what? Maybe I should, I need some sort of thing to close these. Like, be successful. Yay, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Some sort of tagline how to close these. But um, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll come up with something later and, and, and I'll share it with you next time. So like, until next time. And, uh, you know, I come up with that great line. I'll see you next time. All right.